This is the UK House Builder and Developer from Good to Great series with Gerard Ball, Managing Director of Human Capital Group, helping you build your UK house building teams and businesses fast. We find the top 15% of talent in the market by harnessing the power of big data, 24-7, 365 digital automation platforms and inbound strategies. Leveraged by 20 years successful mid to senior level recruitment experience. Jason Forrest is a US-based best-selling author and founder of leadership training company Forrest Performance Group. In this cash flow and mindset focused episode, he discusses strategies for selling new build houses during and post COVID-19 lockdown. Jason has over 19 years of experience in sales and house building and shares with us his four keys to success. These include adopting the right leadership and team mindset and what that looks like, identifying the right skill sets in your new build sales team that will drive you through the pandemic, how to successfully sell your houses online and how to dominate the competition, and finally, the new KPIs you should be focused on during this and other crises. This podcast was recorded as part of a webinar series for the House Builder Business Resilience Hub and can be found at www.hc-group.co.uk. A big hello from me and the Human Capital Group Search and Selection and the House Builder Business Resilience Hub. The last eight odd weeks or so, we've engaged with over 100 senior leaders within the house building and residential development sector in the UK and the US. And I would say, arguably, the number one concern for companies right at the moment, and it's linked with cash flow, but it's selling in this COVID-19 marketplace. Um, The marketplace pretty much, to me, seems to have changed overnight. It might revert to normal very soon, or there could be some very long-lasting changes in how you sell houses moving forward. And no doubt, though, this is a, a very challenging marketplace. So to help you get some better understanding of what you should be doing, or just to clarify that you're doing the right things, I'm delighted to have Jason Forrest with me, a premier sales trainer in the US house building industry, an award-winning author of five books, including Leadership Sales Coaching and The Mindset of a Sales Warrior, which uh, I ordered a couple of weeks ago and has finally arrived today. So a big welcome, Jason. Glad to be here with you today. We've got a lot to cover. If anybody does have any questions, please send them in. If, If we don't get time to answer them live, then we'll get back to you offline. But first of all, Jason, let's first discuss the mindset at the moment. And just from the work that you're doing at the moment, what's going on in the minds of leaders and sales teams within house building, within the house building industry? So to me, if you think about it, the coronavirus will impact the sales forecast in 2020. The question is, will it cause people to lower their sales forecast or will it give an opportunity to, to say, hey, let's gain market share? That's my belief system is that the coronavirus will impact people's sales numbers in 2020. It's either going to cause people to lower their forecast or it's going to give an opportunity to gain market share. And one of the things I, I call these kind of A thoughts and B thoughts, you know, A thoughts are, this is really tough. This is really scary. This is really bothersome. Unemployment's high. People aren't going to buy as much anymore. Or B thoughts that what a great opportunity, you know, like, for example, like I know builders right now that are saying, I bet you my competitors are probably not calling their customers on their backlog. You know, so why don't we go call them and why don't we 
why don't we convince them to leave their current builder and come work and come buy a house from us? It's all about like, where's the opportunity, you know? And, and if people wake up every day and see, and see this as doing something to them or doing something for them, you know, do they see this as a nightmare or do they see this as a gift? I think it's a gift. I would say with the people which I've spoken to, it's a real mix of emotions. I've got some guys super positive. I've got some guys who is, you know, this is the end of the world. This is end of days, end of house building as we see it. And it is a real mix. But the, I would be expecting the sales directors and the VPs of sales certainly to have the more positive, proactive mindset because they probably performed at a, a really high level to get, get into those positions. But for the guys who might be in a kind of a survival mode, how do they or what can they do to shift their mindset? So I think for, the first thing you do is be aware. I call them A thoughts and B thoughts. And so, you know, if you were to do a little assessment right now and you write the word self, you know, in the last seven days, have I had more A thoughts or B thoughts? Average thoughts, A stands for average, B stands for baller. <laughs> so have you had more average thoughts or baller thoughts, you know, or how about my conversations having with your families, right? The word family, are those more average or baller? You know, like for example, like when this whole thing started in March, you know, back in the, in the United States, you know, ammo was 75 cents a bullet. <laughs> it should be like 10 cents a bullet, which is a good, right. it's a good indicator because ammo now is like 1500 plus percent higher than it's supposed to be versus yeah. in the end of March, Amazon stock was 30% discount. So as the conversation with your family and your friends is the more about, hey, we need to stock up on toilet paper and buy ammo, which if you would have bought ammo in the beginning of March, over the next 12 months, you would have lost 1,500% of your value. Yeah. If you'd have bought Amazon at the beginning of March, you would have already gained 30% value since since beginning of March. But it's all about your mindset, you know? And to me, awareness is the birthplace for change. So I think number one is they gotta be aware. And then number two is, um, you know, people have to ask themselves, okay, well, to me, they have to shift the mindset and say, okay, well, go from the mindset of people aren't buying right now to mm. people are buying. They're just not buying from me. That's a very hard thing to say. You know, it's so much easier, you know, if you're a sales department or a salesperson, right? It's so much easier to go home to your, your loved ones or your kids and your, your spouse, significant other, your partners in life. And you go home and they say, hey, so honey, I'm curious, why is your commission check half of what it was last year? You know, it's easier for that person to say, well, it's because everyone's not doing well right now. You know, everyone is, is not selling. No one's buying right now. It's easier to say that. But that's not the truth, though. People mm -hmm. are buying. The question is, from whom? So it's easier. Okay. So it'll be harder, but it'll be more truthful and more factual to go home to your spouse and say, you know, you're right. My commission's cut in half. People are buying. They're just not buying from me. And I got to okay. figure out. I got to figure out how to be be the one they buy from that's my next question and, and hopefully we're gonna be answering some of that rubik's cube and, and undoing some of that why are they not buying from me how do we make them start buying from us as, as, as we go through this at the moment so first thing in terms of changing mindset is is just being aware of where your mindset is at the moment and then making that those shifts how can we make those shifts well so then the second shift is is again getting that clarity going from delusional thinking to objective reality. So delusional thinking is no one's buying. Objective reality is people are buying, they're just not buying from me. So then right. once you get into objective reality, now we can do something about it. Then you can say the third question, which is, okay, well, who are they buying from? And what are they doing that I'm not doing? The simplest way to, to uh, master anything is to go find someone else that's already doing it 
and then ride their experience coattails. Look at our kids these days. You know, my kids, you know, I got a nine-year-old, a 11-year-old, a 12-year-old. You know, they play these video games like Fortnite and Minecraft and different things, right? What do they do is when they can't figure something out, they get on YouTube and they type in the workaround. You know, they type in the work through. And then there's some YouTube video on there that shows them how to do that maneuver. They ride the experience coattails of a master. We need to learn that from our children. So if someone's right now selling houses, but you're not selling houses, you need to ask yourself, well, what are they doing? Now, the easy answer is to say, oh, well, the first thing they're doing is they're lowering the price. Well, the question, yeah. though, is that really true, though? Because I know of a lot of builders right now that are selling still things at full price. So like Jones Homes USA in Orlando, right. they're surrounded right. by all kinds of national builders. They're all cutting their price. And they have not offered any discounts up, up since March. They have, not, they have not discounted anything. So in their case, they're still, their sales pace is still on. They're still exceeding their goals. Nothing's changed. Everyone around them, the circumstances are harder, but they're still doing great. So there is pockets of that. You got to go find who those people are. And then you've got to figure out, okay, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And you got to learn from them. Certainly, if I ignored the news and listened to what, my, what, we, what our clients are telling us, sales rates have, have, have been pretty good. And if you look at, if you follow LinkedIn, then certainly VPs of sales and sales directors are, are posting pretty positive results. Have you noticed anything in terms of your, your client base of a, a particular type of house builder or a particular product which is selling well or, or, which is, or is it fairly linear? It's less about the product and it's more about the disciplined sales team. Because I've got clients that are in 55 and up. I've got clients that are in luxury. I got clients that are building your lot. I've got clients that are first time home buyers. So it's less about the product and it's more about discipline, execution of the mindset, the right. language and the process of a sales professional. It's more about that. The yeah. mindset, the language and the process. So those three things are dialed in. If they're impeccable, then, you know, this is something my dad would tell me. My dad, he owns the oldest jewelry store in North Dallas and every major recession, his sales would go up. And I'd call my dad up, you know, he's 81 years old. I'm 41, so my whole life. And all the recessions, the recession always happens every five to seven years, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. The last one was 2015. The one before that was 2008. The one before that was 2001. I mean, it's just every five to seven years, you know, it's like clockwork, right? It's like, it's like the days of the week, you know, think of it as like five <laughs> days on, two days of rest, right? Anyway, so I said, dad, how do you do it? You know, how are you selling jewelry during a recession? He goes, he goes, son, people are still getting married. People are still having anniversary gifts. People still, you know, have Mother's Day. You know what I mean? Like they still need presents. It's not that people aren't buying. The question is who are they buying from? And they're buying from me, you know? And all I got to do is, and he told me this when I was 12 years old. He said, all you have to do is be the primary source of confidence, motivation, open certainty. All you have to do is give certainty in uncertain times. And it's as if you have no competition. See, if you're a light in the dark tunnel, when everything is doom and gloom and everything is negative, mm -hmm. If you're the only shining light, well, everyone always is drawn to the light. People want to be led in these types of marketplaces, don't they? So if you're the VP of sales, president, you know, divisional president, how are you communicating at the moment to your, to your sales teams, the, the guys who are, you know, right at the front line? Yeah, well, I think similar to what I'm just saying, I think is the message is they need to be making sure they're saying, but, you know, they need to lead with uh, four C's, right? They got to give certainty. They got to give clarity. They got to give courage and they got to give commitment. So I, I call it the four C's of communication when it comes to a leader. So meaning that, um, you know, like I'm, I'm, they need to communicate like this, you know, like I'm certain that 
when you follow the sales process, the score will take care of itself. I'm very clear that right now people are still buying. And I know that people still want to buy a home to improve their life. People's lives are still changing, even more so right now during stay in place. Because right. remember, most marriages did not sign up to be with their spouse 24-7. <laughs> most marriages signed up to be with their spouse a couple hours after work. Most parents did not sign up to be with their kids 24-7. They signed up to pick them up after school and be with them until bedtime. And so during stay in place, people are realizing that even more so that this kind of shelter they have is not working for them anymore. It's causing a lot of stress, causing a lot of pain. It's causing a lot of frustration, you know, which is one of my predictions of why housing sales has actually increased because people are having to live in something longer than they were planning on living it. They're spending more time in it, which means it's, show, it's shining a spotlight on why it's not working for them. And they believe that if they can, they can buy a bigger home, then they can improve their parenting. They can buy a bigger home, they can improve their marriage, right? I mean, think about it, it makes sense, right? You gotta give clarity, you know? You've gotta give courage, you know? Sales pros, I need you to have the courage to overcome your fear and, and leashes and uncertainty and your, your negativity that people aren't buying right now. You know, I need you to be committed to the process and committed to this company and committed to your customers and their life improvement. And I believe when you do these things, I believe we'll make our numbers. I mean, they've got to speak the truth. You know, they got to speak with assertiveness and boldness. Let's just talk about how the, the sales process and the dynamics have changed uh, and then maybe address some of those, those issues to give the sales execs a, a few more tools to be able to sell the houses with. But, you know, how, how have you seen the sales process and, and, and the dynamic change in the last, what was it, two months or so? I'll kind of share with you a couple of things that I think are really important right now. So, from a brain science perspective, if you look at 2019, let's call 2019 the year of abundance. You know, it was the biggest, it was a boom year. Everyone's, everyone's happy and successful. You know, it's like the Lego song. Everything is awesome, you know, and it's all great. <laughs> the drug of choice inside of your brain was dopamine, the pleasure drug. It was all about more, more, more. I want more, more, more. That was 2019. Well, all of a sudden the coronavirus hits and the drug of choice is adrenaline. <laughs> it's the storm, the castle drug. It's the 9-11, let's get out of the burning building. Let's fix this thing right now, right? It's like, let's get to safety. Let's get to safety. Let's get to safety, right? Yeah. So I share that with you because as a leader and as a sales professional, anytime you're talking to a customer, a warranty person, a superintendent, a salesperson, anytime you're talking to a customer or anyone, just know that you need to lead based upon the, the, the situation the, the audience is in. So for example, yeah. last year, a sales process could be more soft. You know, it's more, hey, let me help you. Let's have fun. You know, let's make it more relaxed. You know, it's all about make a friend, make a sale last year, you know, et cetera, right? Let's be yeah. liked. Well, 2020 doesn't work that way. See, when a person's in a state of adrenaline, they're not looking for a friend. They're looking for direction. They're not looking for a friend. They're looking for advice. Mm. They're looking for leadership. So think of it this way. You know, you have 10 kind of acquaintances, 10 buddies, right? Or 10 people that you know. Yeah. One person is your go-to, let's go have a beer with and shoot the shit with and have a good time and you know talk about whatever, right? On the other end of the spectrum, you've got this buddy that you never talk to, except when you're in a jam. It's like your bug out friend, you know? It's all of a sudden yeah. like the world's ending and uh, you got that one friend that you got the bug out bag with and you gotta go bug out and you gotta go, you gotta go like, you know, let's, let's all band together and let's go like save our lives, you know? Or you got the one that your marriage is in, in, in trouble, your finances, and you have that one friend that's going to shoot you straight and is going to tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. 
My point is the selling style and the leadership style in 2020 that's most effective mm. is you have to you have to go from being the leader and the sales professional that's more of the from the make a friend, make a sale, everything is awesome style. This too shall this too shall pass. If I hear one one more person say this too shall pass, I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> okay? That's not enough right now. So weak versus they got to shift from that energy to shift from the to the energy of direction. So it has to go from shoot the shit to shoot me straight and tell me what to do. Tell me how to get out of this situation. Is this giving the customer confidence in the marketplace? Right. And now is the right time to buy rather than waiting a month, two months, three months to see how it pans out. Is that the message? Correct. So think of it this way from an energy perspective as well. It's all about energy and psychology. You know, if a customer is in a state of like uncertainty and panic and worry, and if you go to that person, you say, oh, it'll be okay. This too shall pass. You're making the customer feel even more unsafe. But instead, if you go to that customer and you give them very directional, assert, not aggressive energy, but assertive energy, calm, assertive energy of, you know, all right, well, let's talk about this. Before we need to decide right now if it's the right time for you to buy, yeah. a lot of people are saying, I'm going to put this thing off until after this thing settles down, the coronavirus settles down. My whole thing is, you know, just stall it and just say, you know what, Mr. Customer, you know, right now, um, I know you're concerned about if you're going to buy right now. But right now, honestly, that's probably a premature decision. What we need to first figure out is, do we have the right home for you? We need to first figure out, do you like the options inside the house? We need to first figure out, do you like this neighborhood? We need to first figure out, is it within your budget? We need to first figure out, do we have a home site for you? We need to first figure out, when to live in this part of town. Do you want new versus used? So let's just yeah. focus on these decisions along the way. And then by the time we get to that, then we can make the overall decision is, is the timing right for you? So that's giving them directional leadership versus that soft approach of, oh, I understand. Well, just let me know when you're ready to buy. This too shall pass. The salespeople that are giving them directional advice, directional leadership to people that are in place of uncertainty, those are the ones right now that are selling two to three times more than they did last year. In terms of that shift from going, everything is awesome to you know, being nice and direct, have certain companies really picked up on that you know, quick and other companies are, are still slow on the uptake? Yeah, of course, because, because look, the, the number one fear of the human race is conflict. If you, if you ask 100 people, would you rather be liked or would you rather be respected? I guarantee you 99% would say I'd rather be liked. 99 out of 100 would rather be liked. Only 1%, only one out of 100 would choose I'd rather be respected even if I'm not liked. That's very different, right? So yeah, so it's a fear that people have. It's a leash. And there's four types of leashes that hold people back that I talk about in my books a lot. One is self-image. You know, they don't have the internal self-esteem or confidence. You know, so how do you fix that? Well, the best way to fix that is you got to sell yourself now on why you would buy. So I ask every salesperson, you know, why would you buy a house right now? You need to tell me why you would buy one. Sell yourself first. The second leash people have is the leash of a story. And a story is, if I'm, if I'm this bold and this assertive with my customers, it's going to scare them off. Well, the question is, how do you know that to be true if you haven't tried it? Because I can give because right now, your current style of make a friend, make a sale, and this two-cell pass is actually scaring everyone off. There's more evidence that your style is scaring more people off than the directional approach or a leash of being insensitive. You know, I don't want to be insensitive right now. Well, the way I overcome that is I go, well, let's talk about your customer. You know, how will your home and community and situation give them more certainty, peace of mind, stability? How will it give them more freedom and fun? How will it allow them to be, be, feel more significant, a king or a queen? 
Allow them to have more connection and love in their life with their friends and family. Allow them to grow spiritually or physically. Allow them to contribute to the lives of others. Once you answer those questions, it sounds like it to me, it's insensitive to not sell them a house. This sounds obvious, but I'm, I'm assuming for any sales director president whose sales team have not taken this step, it's time to get the, the, the sales execs around a table or on a Zoom meeting, whatever it is that you're using, and, and thrash these ideas out so that the, the whole sales team is, is crystal clear on how to communicate this message. Yeah. So again, so again you got to be impeccable, remember, in three things. So you got to be impeccable in your mindset. You've got to go from having average thoughts to baller thoughts or Buffett thoughts. You know, Warren Buffett, the richest guy in the world, be opportunistic when others are fearful and be fearful when others are opportunistic. You got to think like Buffett, you know? Second thing is you got to be impeccable with your words. You know, you got to speak truth and certainty and hope into people and you got to be impeccable with your words. And then the third is your process. You got to make sure you have the right process down and all things. But, but I would encourage salespeople need to practice these things, practice your language of boldness. You know, so for example, like, the way we work is, the reason you can trust me is, the reason this is the right decision for you is, the reason why we're not discounting our houses is, the next step in the process is, like people need to be very, they need to work on a language of assertiveness. Let's talk about the dynamic changing in terms of weird, I'm assuming it's the same in the US, certainly the guys that I'm, I've, I've spoken with, you know, showrooms of closed down completely or, or some are reopening now in the UK? Yeah, most of them are reopening now, but um, it depends. You know, they're, do, they're still doing like private appointments, and uh, which I think is great. What's interesting is, just so you know, the definition of an opportunity is a set of circumstances that makes things possible, which I think this is a huge opportunity. And I've been teaching my clients, you've got like six new opportunities right now because of the coronavirus you didn't have before. You know, so number one, you have the ability to control the process now. Before a customer comes in, they want to see the model home, the model's so distracting, you know, you can't control the process. So now yeah. with being virtual and having private appointments, it is a lot easier to control the sales experience, to control, you know, when do you want to show the customer the home, you know, in what order you can control the experience. The second opportunity is that you speed up the process. So before they come out in a private appointment, you have the ability to do all your discovery to understand the customer's mission to move away from pain and move towards life improvement. You can do, the, do all that over Zoom, over virtual, before they even come out. So when they come out, it's much more dialed in and structured. You can serve the customer even more in a better way and speed it up, get them in that home even faster. The third opportunity is you can share your screen to, uh, to share testimonials. So we're teaching all of our clients right now to immediately share your screen on Zoom and, and, and show testimonials of people that are buying right now and their stories of why they're buying, which is awesome. Whenever you show a testimonial, it gives people social proof. You know, yeah. right now, people are not, one reason why people aren't buying right now is because they feel like it's not socially acceptable to buy. So you have to, you have to, you have to give them social proof to make it socially acceptable to buy. The fourth opportunity is that you, you can show like case studies you know, like I'm showing my clients how to show like what's called countermeasures where you can show charts and graphs of like the economy and all the booms and the busts since the last 50, you know, last 50 years. You can show, you know, the evidence of why it is a good time to buy right now. The fifth opportunity is you can pull up the competitor's floor plans right there on the screen. <laughs> so I'm teaching my clients right now. My whole company's teaching, teaching all of our clients. We've got over 50 builders in the program and we're okay. teaching them that, Hey, Mr. Customer, so besides us, who else are you looking at? Oh, great. You're looking at 
ABC Builder. Oh, you're looking yeah. at Meadowbrooks Estates. I'm real familiar with that. You know what? Let me go ahead and share my screen right now so I can go on the same page with you. I can make sure I understand the neighborhood you're looking at and the, and the home you're looking at so I can, I can serve you even better. You immediately share your screen. So you're looking at the Aspen floor plan. Oh, what a great floor plan. Hey, tell me about what you like about the architectural style. Tell me what's something you're wanting to change. You know, then you can go inside the floor plan itself. How are you going to use the space? Why did this yeah. home stand out to you? What does it not have that you're still looking for? Okay, great. So it sounds like, Mr. Customer, it sounds like you like this home because of blank. The things you're still looking for is blank. Does that sound about right for you? Great. Let me tab over and I'll, I'll show you a home that we have that's very similar, but we do some things that are different. And then the last, uh, the, the sixth opportunity that I think is so great is that, that, you know, most of the time right now when you're talking to your customers, where are they? Where are they physically located? Where are they? Like, where are you right now? Just outside London in Surrey. I know, but you're in your house, right? Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. think about this opportunity that's so great. Hey, Mr. Customer, can you kindly turn your camera around? Because right. I want to serve you even better. And, and the way I can do that is if you can share with me, you know, your favorite room in the house, you know, your least favorite room, you can share with me your storage problems. I can fix all that for you. So you can just quickly give me a tour and show me the things you like and the things that you don't like and really bother you. From that, I'll find a home for you that has all the things you, you currently like about your current home, plus the things that really annoy you. And we'll start with that. And then we'll say, but sales rep, my home is so dirty. I don't want to show, I wasn't prepared for that. That's exactly why I want to see it. See, right now, people buy houses because their life changes to the point their home becomes extinct. Your life has evolved over the last seven or eight years of you living there. That's okay. That's natural. But I need to yeah. see it's not fitting you anymore so I can, I can find even a better house for you. Can you kindly give me a tour of your house? That right there would sell, I guarantee you, would double person's conversion rate if they would take that one technique and do it. We'll talk about conversion rates because obviously, you know, I'm assuming traffic is down. Yeah, yeah. Traffic is down. Absolutely. Yeah. So now then, it's about, it's about the conversion rate to improve. Well, it's always about conversion rate, right? The mistake that people make, though, is that, and this is a good, just think of it as an algebraic formula, all right? So and I talk about it in my book, How to Sell Through the Coronavirus, but it's an algebraic formula. So let's say, let's say that your, your community goal, your neighborhood goal is, um, I don't know, just to keep the math simple, right? You know, it's a, you got to sell $100,000 a month. And let's say, you know, your average price of your house is um, $50,000. So that means you got to sell two houses, right? right. You got to sell two houses to make the 100000 Well, you take the average price times the number of customers that come in times right. the number of traffic you have. I'm sorry, times the number of conversion rate, right? Right, okay, yeah. So the point is if you, if, so therefore, okay, well, you got to sell two in order to make 100000 at 50000 Okay, so how many traffic units do you need? Well, technically you only need two. You know, why can't you sell two? Why can't you sell both both of them? The mistake people make though is they go, well, the reason why my sales are down is because my traffic is down. Well, not necessarily because if all you have to do to make the algebraic formula work is you just have to increase, you just have to increase your conversion rate. You know, well, Jason, you know, Jason, my conversion rate is I sell one out of ten. Okay, well, what happened to the other nine? If you have to sell two a month and you're only selling one, out, you, know, you get 10 units of traffic and you only, mm -hmm. let's say you only get 10 for the entire month and you only sell, sold one out of 10 and you only need to sell one more to make the number work. But right now you're asking for us to increase our marketing dollars, increase our overall expense to get 10 more units of traffic. How much does it cost to double our traffic? A lot. Either one, we have to double our traffic based on your current conversion rate of one to 10 or you just need to sell one more out of the nine. 
And, the, and then the salesperson says, well, I, I, I think our prices are too high. I think we need to lower the price to $40,000 a house, not 50,000. Okay, sure. Well, right now you're selling one house at 50,000. I still have to make $100,000 revenue. So in order to do that, you now have to sell three houses at 40,000. <laughs> because if you just sell two houses at 40,000, that's 80,000. My 100,000 is not made up now. People got to understand the finances of selling. They got to understand the math. And that's the mistake people make. Just because you lower the price of something doesn't mean that you're automatically going to sell more. But even if you do lower the price, you have to sell a lot more in order to make the number work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's how we work as a business as well. In terms of the skill sets, though, that we're looking for now within our salespeople, because it's changed over the last, it's changed, you know, it's been changing gradually, but certainly changed over the last two months or so with selling remotely, et cetera. Is, is, is there a new type of skill set which we're, we're looking for to, to identify in our sales team? There's four things that I look for. So we have, we also have a recruiting company, as you know, we, we recruit and, and help salespeople, help, help companies and builders recruit salespeople specifically. We just focus on yeah. sales, right? Yeah. We don't focus on the other areas. So but there's four things I always look for in a salesperson. So number one, I look for goal orientation for specifically as it relates to prospecting. So for example, you know, I ask salespeople all the time. So great. So how much money do you want to make? You know, oh, well, I mean, it, it, if they say something like, well, it depends on the neighborhood. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, someone, if someone says it depends on the neighborhood, what they're saying is I don't currently have enough internal locus of control to decide my future of how much money I'm going to make. Instead, I'm victimized based on, well, it depends on what kind of good neighborhood you're going to give me. The better neighborhood you give me, the more money I can make. The worse neighborhood you give me, the less money I can make. You have the low goal clarity. High goal yeah. clarity, they already determine how much they're going to make. They don't worry about the circumstance they're in. The second is, is, is U for unleashed. So first is G for goal orientation. And the, the second is U for unleashed. They've got to remove the, be most, most unleashed when it comes to turning their cameras on, getting inside of people's houses, pulling up the competition, asking for testimonials, talking about the economy. They got to be, they got to be fearless. So it's a new set of skills today, new, new, mental, new mindset, new mental toughness today they didn't have to have before. You know, a lot yeah. of people right now, they won't even turn their cameras on. I'm on Zoom with them and they go, no, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't like how I look on camera. And then I have to be very bold with them. And I said, look, I get it. A lot of people, a lot of times you don't like how you, you sound on the answer machine. You don't like how you look on camera. But I'll tell you something that my videographer told me 20 years ago when I started getting on camera 20 years ago. A videographer, I was like, I don't think I like how I look on camera. And he goes, Jason, that's how your face looks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we might, not look, we might not like how we look on camera, but that's how you look. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to get over yourself and drop your ego and just be done with it. That's how people see you. You know, be okay with how people see you. Mm-hmm. And the third is uh, motivated, M for motivated. And M for motivated means they have to have enough energy to be able to do this. Because if, if they don't have enough traffic coming to the door, they got to have enough energy to follow up with the traffic they have, go find new traffic, prospect, initiate, you know? And then last is P for procedural, procedural minded. So there's two types of mindsets that are out there. It's uh, when it comes to, when it comes to this meta model. So one is option based, two is procedural based. So for example, an option based person says, you know, I'll say, so great. So what kind of process do you follow in order to sell a house? And their exact response if they're option minded, they'll say, well, it depends on the customer. Every customer is different. If they're procedural minded, they'll go, oh, well, first I do A and then I do B and then I do C. And then I do D and then I do E. See, procedural minded have a very step-by-step process. Option minded, 
it's it just depends it depends on the situation <laughs> it's the training that's drummed into them that they're taught to follow you know they're taught to follow and you see some guys follow it and some guys don't so what what does that stand for it stands for gump g-u-m-p my last my name my last name is forrest i want to find forrest gumps goal-oriented unleashed motivated procedural base those are the four things i'm looking for in terms of okay so we've got a new sales dynamics key performance indicators within the, the marketplace at the moment what are you looking to measure how do you measure it 100 percent most important measurement that a builder should be measuring right now and they should be measuring honestly at all times but today is more than more important than ever and that is market share okay so the reason why market share is so important why the by the way in home building it's so easy like in my industry you know like my sales are up right now two or three times over last year but I can't tell you, I can't tell you if that's good or bad because I don't, it's hard to find market share data as it relates to training, as it relates to sales yeah. training or sales recruiting. It's hard to know that. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. but when it comes to home building, it's real simple. You pick up the phone and you call, you call the city and you figure out how many permits were pulled in the month. In the month of April, my advice would be you call them and say, okay, how many permits were pulled in the month of April? Let's just say for the math's sake, let's say they, they pulled, you know, hundred permits were pulled. And let's say you as a builder, you know, you did 10 out of that. So you did, you sold 10 out of the hundred, you had 10% market share. Now, my question is April of 2019, what happened? So let's say April, 2019, you had 200 permits pulled, you did 10. Okay. Well, that's not as good. That means you have a 5% market share. Now let's say the opposite, right? So your market share, your market share went technically down. But what if it was the opposite? You know, what if, you know, you call them up and your market share goes up? You sold 10 or you sold 15 or whatever it was, but there was less permits. And so your market share is actually 15%. So your market share went up, even though the overall market permits went down. That to me is your best KPI. That's your best indicator of your success is are you doing more than your competition in the circumstances that have been given? And if you are, that's awesome. If you're doing worse, then that's not so good. That means that something, something needs to change. You're going on the wrong path. That's as a business. What about managing the, looking at the sales execs, sales managers target? What are we looking for from, from those guys? Other than how many houses have they sold this week? I think you always need to focus on three things, right? Market share, revenue, and profitability. Market share, revenue, and profitability. And so if you're, uh, you know, so my question is, how is your, how is your, pro- your profitability? Is your, are your numbers holding steady? You know, a lot of builders right now, they feel like they have to discount their homes in order to sell more. And I'd be careful to do that. You know, right now, if, you're, if your market share, market share is holding steady, I definitely wouldn't lower your price. And I'd be very careful when you lower your price. But as far as what the sales manager should be doing, the most important job, 80% of their job, they should be coaching out in the field. They should be coaching four things. And there's four things a coach should always focus on. So number one, they should focus on brand knowledge. They should be role-playing and practicing why should a customer buy from XYZ Builder, brand knowledge. Number two is they should be focused on product knowledge. You know, why is our home better than the, the, the builder next door? You know, it's like we're all selling the same box. The question is, why is your box better? Yeah. You know, if you're charging $20,000 more, then why is it $20,000 better? We've got to be able to teach that and prove that. And you've got to quiz the salespeople. Do you understand how to communicate this? You know, get in my car. Let's go, 
look at the competitors. Let's go look at their floor. Let's go make sure we know, right? Uh, the third thing they've got to master is the financial skills. They got to master the deal. You got to sell the loan like you sell the home. You know, Mr. Customer, you know, I know that you were concerned that we're $10,000 more expensive than, than uh, the builder next door. But, you know, but one of the things that you shared with me is you like the fact that we have nicer architectural style. You like the fact that we've got, you know, a, a nicer finish out with the cased openings and our door enclosures are a little bit higher. And when it comes to, just so you know, $10,000, you know, 10,000 divided by 1,000 is 10, you know, 10 times four is 40 bucks. You're only talking $40 a month on a monthly payment. So for $40 more a month, we get to give you the architectural style you're looking for, the curb appeal you want to drive up in. We're going to give you, you know, uh, taller, taller doors and taller ceilings. And we're going to give you a nicer overall finish out. You know, so to me, my question is, if I was to take those things out of the house, reducing the price of my house $10,000, would you still take it? No, no, no. No, I like those things in your house. Okay, well, we like those things too, but it costs us money in order to do that. And so we think it's very fair. So I, I want to give you permission right now to spend $40 more a month and get exactly what you want. So that's the financial side. And the last, yeah. the last thing they've got to make sure that they're coaching is the selling skills, the selling skills, right? And the selling skills is the, is the process and the language, the mindset, you know, they've got to focus on these things. These are the four things they've got to be just um, incredibly masters at and diligent. And if the sales managers right now, you know, stuck in an office somewhere running reports, that's not driving sales, you know? Remember the best coaches in the world, best coaches yeah. in the world don't manage their soccer teams and their rugby teams and their football teams, and their baseball teams. They don't rug, they don't, they don't manage it from the skybox, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. They manage it from the field. Down, They're on the field, you know. On the sideline. Kind of few closing questions. We've covered a, quite a lot there. And I know I know you can go into much more depth on on each of those points and your and your training covers that. But Looking at the, the bigger picture, the, the future, the future sales, the, the future opportunities within sales anyway, how do you see the, the house building business model changing from a, a sales perspective or will it? I just think there's a lot of opportunities right now. I think there's a lot of opportunities and the difference between a 2019 market and 2020 is in 2019, you had a customer that buy a house. They'd go to their friends and family and they would say, that's a great decision. In 2020, someone goes and buys a house. They go to their friends and family and they go, what are you nuts? You should be buying ammo, you know, and rice and beans, right? The similarity is, is that in both markets, you had a buyer that was wanting to buy. You had a buyer that was looking for permission to buy. It's just in 2019, they got majority of their permission from their friends and family, the media. In 2020, they get 100% of their permission from the salesperson. And so okay. the difference today is that there's no such thing as a market sale today. You know, there's two types of sales. There's a market sale, and then there's an X-factor sale or a warrior sale. And a market sale is we build it and they will come, Jason. You know, as long as you have the right product and the right location, the right price, the right model, you build it and they will come. Get the billboards, they will come, they will buy it. You know, that's like the old school way of selling houses, right? That might've worked in 2019. That doesn't work in 2020 though. So in 2020, a customer has to be convinced. They're not convinced by just build it and they will come. They're convinced because you've got a salesperson that's communicating certainty to them, that's communicating hope to them, that's communicating life improvement, that's showing how this home and community and situation will improve their life. And you know, the sooner someone takes action, the sooner their life will improve. And they've got to be able to speak that way and be able to convince them of that. 
I think we've kind of covered everything. You know, my my final point, and and you've kind you've just answered it there. Is is lots lots of the house builders I've spoken to are, and they're probably doing the right thing, but they're 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 talking about we need to change our product at the moment. You know, we need to change our product to reflect a, a change in lifestyle where the home now becomes a working environment and we need to create a study area rather than the third bedroom. It will be a study area and there needs to be that, um, that, that gap between work and home that we create. And I think that's an obvious way, but it's probably a right thing maybe to do. But ultimately, when it comes to sales, it, it comes down to the, the mindset and you know, following, the, following the steps and the processes that you've, that you've just covered. Would, would you agree? Yeah. Yes. I'm now. Now, do I think that a builder needs to um, always be in tune with what the market wants? And yeah. you know, do I think that you know we need to be flexible and and making sure that you know in the future more people might be having kind of flexible lives and working out of home and working out of the office? I think so. I think that's. I don't disagree with that. So you definitely want to always figure out, you know, what does the research say and what what makes sense. But you know, where I caution people, and this happens a lot. You know, I was working for this one. One client, this this uh, you know owner of this four billion dollar humbling company, and what would happen is, is he would always he loved build he loved product design, you know. And he'd always go to the salespeople. And he, <laughs> he would say, hey, salespeople, you know, what are the customers wanting? What are some reasons why you're not selling houses? And they would say, well, what they really want is they want a you know a master down, master down floor plan, and all the all the masters are all up, you know. They want a master down, and then he would go back and he would. Six months later, it takes a long time to redesign a house, you know. Six months later, come back with a whole new house. And that whole new house now is forty, fifty thousand dollars more because if you do a master down, well, now the footprint has to change, which means mm -hmm. now you have to have a bigger lot. So now the lot price has changed, the footprint's changed, the concrete's more expensive, the house is more expensive. So now it's forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars more. It goes back to the salespeople. Here's your floor plan. The salespeople say, I can't sell it for fifty, sixty thousand dollars more. I was just telling them they want mastered out. I thought that you would give me a house that was the same price as what I'm selling now, but just a mastered out. Yeah. So the advice, the lesson there that I told the, I told the owner is I said, look, the next time your salespeople say this is what I need to sell, you need to be very clear with them about what it's going to cost and how the cost is going to increase. And then you want to ask them if I give you what you're wanting, it's going to cost fifty thousand dollars more. Can you still sell it? Most of the time, the salespeople will say, oh, no, 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 I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, make sure you're being, you're, you got to really vet that out. You got to create a lot of accountability. Is there anything you would like to close on? Look, again, I'm just going to keep saying over and over again, what I said this morning or this earlier today, and that is, you know, remember, people are still buying. The only question is from whom? People are still buying. The only question is from whom? And all you have to be is, you know, as a sales team, you got to be the light in the dark tunnel. You have to give certain uncertain times. You know, people, there's an opportunity here that we never had before. People want to get out of their, they want to get a bigger space. They want, you know, people's lives are still changing. All those things are still happening. The coronavirus, you know, did not slow down, you know, people's marriages or slow down birthing of children or slow down, you know, people, you know, it didn't slow anything down. And, and technically, in my, in my case, I think it, I think it magnified or amplified the frustrations that people have in their house because now they're spending even more time in their house. And so, you know, maybe unlike other industries, I think specifically in home building, I think, I think that the builders that are taking advantage of the fact that, you know, you've got a, a huge demand right now and a frustration for people 
not tolerate in their house. So before, let's say someone lived in a house for seven years, well, that's because they only lived in it for two or three hours a day. Well, now they're in the house 24 seven. So just look at the scales of that, you know what I mean? So now if they were living in a house seven or eight years before at two hours a day, now we're talking like they could maybe live in a house for a year and be like, I'm done with this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's such an aspirational product, isn't it? A home. So, you know, people find a way to get the, get the resources together. Yeah. Look, when it comes to buying a house, this is a good thing for everyone to remember is that buying a home is the third most emotional experience or decision a person will ever make. So number one is number one is life and death. Number two is marriage and divorce. Number three is buying a house. Number four is your career. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what number four is. <laughs> I, I stopped know. number three when I heard that. But, yeah. but I just think that's important. We forget sometimes how important you know, buying a house is, and it needs to be revered and respected, and it needs to be put on a pedestal, you know, it needs to be, it needs to be really thought through. Thank you, Jason. That was, that was epic. Uh, we, we covered quite a lot of ground there. I understand there is a lot more depth that you could go into on, on all of those subjects. So if anybody has any further questions, and if you please email into us, you'll be receiving an email later. Please email any questions into us, uh, and I'll make sure they get to Jason and he'll answer them. Equally, we will be following up this webinar with a phone call just to get your input and feedback into what, what we've covered today, other topics that you might like us to cover as well but as a part of the House Builder Business Resilience Hub. Stay safe, have a good weekend, and speak soon. Take care. Discover how to build your UK house builder business and attract the top 15% of leadership talent using one-to-many platforms automation and 24-7, 365 proven digital strategies before your competition. Be sure to subscribe for more podcasts from the Good to Great series, featuring leading voices from the UK house building industry, from small to medium businesses to leading PLCs. Don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content possible. For more information, call 0203 800 1080 or check out www.hc-group.co.uk and book a client or candidate blueprint strategy session.